Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today we're going to talk to a digital marketer and tech and networking event coordinator. Mabel Chan is a co-founder of Albert's List, which is a community of 40,000 members in the San Francisco Bay Area made up of job seekers, recruiters, and hiring managers. Albert's List is a community that helps connect the dots between companies and job applicants. And prior to working for Albert's List, Mabel held a variety of marketing roles from everything from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And today, Mabel is going to tell us a little bit about what she's learned transitioning to working in career services. Okay, here's my conversation with Mabel Chan, co-founder of Albert's List. Mabel, welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Hello, nice to be here. Nice to have you on the show. It's an honor and a privilege, and I'm really excited. We connected a couple years ago. We were both independent marketing consultants, and this is before I started working in podcasting, and your career went a different direction, and now you're helping people find jobs. So, It's great that we're able to come full circle and do a podcast talking about helping people find jobs. It's great to reconnect. Yeah, and it's great to reconnect too. So Mabel, I know that you're working in career services and we originally connected when you were an independent marketing consultant. You've had a really interesting career path for someone with, you know, roughly 10 years of career experience. Let's go in the Wayback Machine and talk about how your career started. When you were just leaving college, how did you start your career? Yeah. So when I first left college at UCI, I decided that I wanted to go into marketing. So I worked for a number of agencies. I did web development. I worked in specifically a real estate web development company in Orange County. Then I went into ad tech, which we served ads on digital and video at another company called Viant. And then after that, I moved to San Francisco and I also did marketing for an agency. I worked at Wells Fargo, Airbnb, and I worked marketing and gaming. So that's about 10 years of experience that I've had in marketing. And even till this day, I still do marketing and what I do. Because <laughs> even though I got out of marketing, I guess marketing picked me, I didn't pick marketing. <laughs> it's interesting that your career path started as a marketer. And you bounced around between a couple different industries early on. You were in real estate and then technology and then gaming. And now you've kind of moved on. In your early career, what did you learn from bouncing around to multiple different industries, but still within the same job function, still within marketing? So the most important thing I learned was if, like, for example, when I worked at Wells Fargo, I had a couple of opportunities to move from bank to bank. And I didn't want to do that because the thing is, is that I didn't want to spend the next 20 years of my life in a bank because I didn't even really want to be in a bank. And I think it was like the one point was like, you know what? I can't even picture myself being here. I'm going to go to a startup. So I went to a startup. I went to a really great startup. I learned so much at the start. It was kind of like throwing 
spaghetti to a wall and see if it sticks. <laughs> and I think working at a startup was really exciting for me, but yet I knew that there was something really like something great to be done at working at a startup because it's like all my ideas that I wanted to were not being implemented. We're at a startup, we're just throwing ideas at a wall, A-B testing it and iterating really fast. So that's what I learned doing that. I also learned that when I went from job to job, it was like my transitional node was like advertising is how I got from Wells Fargo to Airbnb and Airbnb into gaming. It's because I had that previous background in either project management, program management, or you know, ad serving, something like that. So that's what I realized. So you were able to change jobs a few times and came to the realization that the industry you were working in wasn't necessarily a fit. You didn't want to be in a bank. You worked in startups, something that was a little bit more entrepreneurial. And then eventually you moved on to Albert's List, which is absolutely an entrepreneurial venture. You're building a community to help job seekers. Talk to me about your experience going into entrepreneurship, not just specifically marketing. And tell us all a little bit about Albert's List. Sure. So... When I was still working in marketing and gaming, I was going through Facebook and I was adding myself to groups that would pop up. I think I just added myself just to one group. And the reason why I wanted to add myself to groups was because five years ago when I moved here, I didn't really have a network. I think I had a couple of friends, but my network was very small. And when I worked in corporate, I didn't even build my network then. And when I worked in gaming, it was like 85% mostly male and I wanted to make more female friends. So what I did was I went on Facebook and I added myself to five groups. Then Facebook recommended me to add myself to more groups. And then Albert's was popped up for me and I just added myself to it. And then at that point, Albert's was 25,000 members. And when I added myself to it, I was like, hey, who's this awful person? And how can he know so many people? I should like reach out to him to see if he needs any help with anything. So what I did was I just made a post on the group and it said, hey, would any ladies like to get together for a happy hour next week? So that group has never done events before. And when I posted it, I actually had about 850 comments on just that one post of women who wanted to network. <laughs> and then I put a networking event together, not knowing how to do events at all. <laughs> and then that's how the first event was conceived, which was like me meeting a group of women who were experiencing the same thing that I was going through as I was working in gaming. So I found a tribe, like doing what I was doing. So when Albert he said, he was like, you know what? I have to make you co-founder. And then, and then I said, what does that entail? He says, it means that you are going to have to lead this events initiative and connect community together. And I said, okay, great. And so there's no guidebook on how to become a co-founder at all. So being an entrepreneur for me was like really scary because all I knew was a nine to five health insurance benefits, everything set for me. And then going to entrepreneurship was like, okay, well, here's this giant mountain. You need to navigate it and figure out structure. So entrepreneurship now for me, after two and a half years, I've built something bigger than myself. And I know this because I've worked with 65 plus different clients and I like 
to pick companies that I like working with. Yeah. So you were basically a client of the community that you ended up being a co-founder, worked with Albert of Albert's List, and realized that what you had done was started to actually build some community engagement. And that's really what you're doing today. So tell me a little bit about how you used Albert's List and how that led to how it's being used today. Yeah. So Albert started the community in 2013 as a breakup project because he had just gone over a breakup and he went to an interview for a tech company in Orange County and then he failed his interview. And then he decided that he needed to provide a resource to job seekers to also get information on how to interview and interviewing skills and best tips and practices. So this community grew from 100 to now 40,000 members. And what you do is, if you're a job seeker, you go on there and you post your resume. And you post, not just post your resume, but you give three examples on why a company should hire you. Like a little brief summary, I was like, you know, experience in marketing and three things on why you should hire me for this company. And then eventually a recruiter will go in there, type in keywords and find you and see if you're a good fit for the role. If you're a recruiter, you post your job recs on our board and it's for free. So there's a community of job seekers, right, writing a bio of their experience. And then the recruiters that are coming onto the post can post their jobs. Hopefully there's a match. What advice do you have for people that are writing descriptions and bios of themselves? What have you seen be successful to help people make connections with recruiters and to find the right job? So I know as a recruiter myself personally that when you're trying to get your resume out there, just don't send your resume to a recruiter. That's how it goes down the rabbit hole, right? So the one thing the recruiter will look for when they're looking for a specific role is if your experience matches the job description. And it has to be at least 80%. And if your LinkedIn or your resume doesn't match that, then most likely you won't get an interview. So what advice do you have for entry-level job seekers without a ton of experience trying to match what that experience is with what recruiters are looking for? Is there a way that they can highlight their experience so it's relevant to recruiters so they feel like they are actually a match for entry-level jobs? Yeah, I've actually hired several people that were level entry just to help me with social media and to help me with events through my events. So if someone says like, hey, I worked on a number of college events for my school and I'd love to help contribute to your next events, is there any way I can contribute? And then I say, oh, that's great. Yes, why don't you volunteer at my next event? And then I see how they perform at my event. And then if they're dedicated and they want to contribute more, then I hire them. The same for people that help me with social media. So one of the things that we've talked a lot about on this podcast in the last few episodes is the idea of micro internships, you know, traditional internships and finding small ways to build working relationships with companies. You mentioned that you've hired some people that were entry level job seekers to help you conduct one event at a time and that turns into a job. Do you find people in your community are looking for part-time help 
or one-off events often, or is that just something that you're doing? Yes, there's a lot of people looking for help. Many startups ask me all the time that are looking for interns to help them with very simple tasks like data entry or social media, or there's projects that people can work on to see if it would be a good fit for both the company and the internship to see if, like, you know, if you want to break into tech, some people have asked me, like, Mabel, I want to become a product manager. And I just recently graduated college. How do I break into product management? And I told them that there's small groups that are looking for people to help them. Like product school is one of them. They have a Slack community. They have a Facebook group. They also host events too. And I'm sure there's product managers that would love small project help on what they're doing. So that's one way to break into it. There's some groups, there's classes. What advice do you have for entry-level job seekers? There's obviously engaging with communities, communities like Albert's List. Where should they go to find communities like yours? What are some of the ways that they can engage? And are there any other sources that you recommend job seekers look to try to find either short-term, part-time work, or you know, full-time employment? Yeah. So here's some advice that I have for job seekers. So networking is a really big component to finding a job. 80% of jobs are filled through via networking. So if there's an app that you can connect with, there's Shaper, that's one of them. That would be really great for networking. But go to as many events as you can to learn about different startups so you can determine whether like, oh, hey, this might be a really cool place to work at. And then contact the organizers and see if there's any way that you can volunteer at an event because they're the ones that are producing these specific events. So that's one way of doing it too. So this is one way being yeah. involved in the production of an event is not only a great way to get job experience, but it's also another way to do professional networking. Correct. So that's another way that would be really great just to get your foot in the door. I personally think that giving back and being a connector yourself is really, really important in your job search because, you know, if you meet someone, they're like, oh, I'm looking for something in data and like, you know, you're not data, but you know a company that's hiring for data and you know a recruiter that's looking for data, maybe you can connect those notes together, right? That's another way of giving back and and being a connector. Absolutely. All right. I guess the last question that I have for you, Mabel, is for people that are in the Bay Area interested in attending events for Albert's List, how can they get in touch with you? How can they find a little bit more about the group and where can they go to sign up? Sure. So one way would be to go on Facebook, look in groups and find Albert's List. So our URL is www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash find your next opportunity. That's how they can connect to our community. And we have a sign-up sheet where it says what you're looking for in your email. And then the email connects to our newsletter. So we send out a monthly newsletter that has all of our events and other events that we think would be really great for job seekers. All right. So go on to Facebook, search for Albert's List. We're also going to put links in the show notes for this podcast as well. And that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks to Mabel Chan for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Mabel, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. 
You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is MabelChan09, M-A-B-E-L-C-H-A-N-09. Or you can visit her company's website, which is ajobslist.com, A-J-O-B-S-L-I-S-T.com. Or you can go to Albert's List Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash find your next opportunity. A couple of links in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, don't worry about it. We've got you covered. Just head over to fajpod.com. It stands for findingajobpod.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you, so we created fajpod.com slash questions, where you can send us your topic suggestions or your job search questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is fajpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much everywhere. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips and tricks in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode a couple times every week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed soon. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to stay positive and keep mounting.